Welcome to the podcast. Trevor, get off your phone. Uh, you can't do that. <laughs> oh, I already did, Trevor. Oh. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly... You can finish playing your weird... Oh, you crashed. I guess Yeah, I crashed. Huh. Because... I didn't think we were going to start the podcast right now. Uh-huh. I, Sorry, I'm in a little bit of a mood. Let me drink some tea and calm down. <laughs> so Jason's not with us, obviously, because yeah. we're not drinking... I mean, we are drinking tea. I feel like Jason would have put his foot down for that. Been like, no. Yeah, we are not having tea. <laughs> we're having a more manly drink. Like V8 oh, like, or J- Monster. You realize Jason lived in the South. He'd probably love some tea. Iced tea, maybe? Arnold Palmer. Which, by yeah. the way, is a fantastic idea. We should have Arnold Palmer's next time. <laughs> we should. Anyway, um, so we got a lot to talk about. So let's get right to it. Yeah, what do we have to talk about, Trevor? First on the agenda, um, and the, we'll say least important? Yeah, this is the that, least important thing that happened in the last week. So you can skip the next three minutes, because it's not that important. Yeah. Um, but we are not in the playoffs anymore. We're not going to talk about why that's the case. Uh, yeah, we our season is over. Oh. Um, we lost. And, let's not go over why we lost. But we lost. It was pretty bad. Um, yeah. Uh, if you're listening, you already know what happened. Yeah. There's yeah. no real tactical breakdown that needs to happen. Nope. Be good. Not even be better. Be good. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, we could break it down tactically, but no. we're not really in the mood. Talk to us later if you want to, but no. Next season. I haven't even rewatched 2013 MLS Cup, so... Yeah, I I think I watched the highlights and that was all I could really. Do. I haven't even watched highlights. Really? I don't want to hear how loud the crowd was. Like I don't want to. Like I don't know. I don't They're really not great memories. The They're good memories, but that loud. Our crowd? Our crowd was loud. Yeah, that's what I, I like. That brings back the memories. Oh, like, okay. being there and participating. And yeah, you're right. It just. Yeah. Well, at least we. No, there's no. At least we. There really isn't. <laughs> uh, there were some good things that came out of it. Uh, last time we exited the playoffs, we had Robbie Finley tear his muscle away from his bone. Well, that's... We didn't have any major injuries. We didn't have any major injuries except pride and dignity and... Those aren't real things. <laughs> those right. are, those are imaginary constructs, Trevor. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, if if you're going to draw a positive, that, sure, I'll give that one to you. We didn't get yeah. injured. Um, we think. We haven't heard. That's, well, I mean, who would say Maybe, maybe somebody's carrying something. I, if, I were, if I were out there, I would have found an injury. If I were Luke Mulholland... <laughs> you would you would have hoped. Yeah, yeah, I would go down, you'd have to pump the legs. Like, it'd be Taro all over again. Full Arabi Unido treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. What, what, hang on. So we did write down Beltran and Mulholland. Oh yeah, we, we, and we wanted to talk probably, about why we were so bad. And um, Beltran and Mulholland were the two names that came to mind. I think it's just because the goals came down the right. Well, they were atta- yeah, they were attacking that side the whole time. And yeah. I was talking to... side. That's what you have to expect, is that they'll attack down that side with Landon. Yeah. yeah. 
I watched the game with Jason, and I remember during the game and after the game, Jason and I were both on Twitter, as we usually are, and there was plenty of people who were ragging on Beltran and Mulholland. Yeah. But it was... Kind of fairly, because let's be honest, they weren't that great. No, but... Jason brought up a good point that I I would feel remiss if I didn't speak for Jason here and say that that's going to happen when you're playing Landon Donovan at the absolute top of his game. Yeah, and he's a special player. And when he... And I'm glad he's retiring at the end of the year. Yeah. Bummer we didn't make him retire, but whatever. Yeah. If, If you get Landon Donovan running at you all game... You you're gonna give up a couple. Yeah, and you're not gonna be as successful as you'd like. Well, but especially st- that's when it's not, not really a cohesive team performance. That's that, what that's, you've got. That's not really an excuse, but yeah. it helps to explain part of the reason why it happened. Yeah. Anyway, um, also we talked about last week a little bit about um, do you start Gill or do you start Mulholland? I said that we would probably start Mulholland and grab a boy. Me too. And I think Jason said that we probably would start Gill and grab a boy. And I think we all Hey, agreed. we were right, Trevor. I think we all agree that Matt and I were correct. We As did usual, I am correct. Factually start grab a boy. You did say you weren't 100% sure, so uh, grab a boy you also got a chance I'm, to be correct. I still only said that I, that was what I said I thought would happen most. Yeah. Clearly, I think we can look back and say that was probably not the right decision. Yeah. Start Mulholland. Well, but I mean, maybe that's a hindsight twenty twenty kind of it's thing. It's not the only thing that went wrong. Let's put it no, that way. It really isn't. And that's about all we're going to spend on that match. Uh, yeah. Were there any like good performances from people on our team? Like no. Luis Gill was okay when he came on, but he like was, he was pretty good when he came on. Actually, Plata had really good two minutes there in the middle. Yeah, that's right. The one time we were, uh, we had options. But, yeah. Huh. Yes. It's nothing. Don't worry about it. No. I'm gonna anyway, look. so that, that's all we're going to do. Yeah. All we're going to talk about that game. It's a bummer. Season's over. But we've got plenty more to look forward to. Because we've got... Like what? Well, immediately on our plate is the loggerway negotiation. But before we get into oh, that... Oh, I'm really looking forward to that one. We've also got oh. expansion draft. Two expansion drafts. And we'll probably have the logaway stuff wrapped up before the expansion drafts. You would hope. If not, then I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be sobbing myself to sleep. Expansion but. drafts coming up soon. Uh, then shortly after that, we well no, hang on. Before that, we've got the dispersal draft for Chivas. That they actually gave us a date. That was the what day did they say that was going to be? Uh, I don't remember. It's soon. I think it's like next week. Yeah, that sounds right. I think it's, it's in, before Thanksgiving. In the middle of playoffs, which is a little strange. Right, so, but, so maybe we'll get Donnie Toya back, or Kubo. Kubo's not going through the draft. You realize this, right? Maybe we uh, pony up the dough uh, and pay for him. We do need seven strikers here, right? <laughs> November nineteenth is that draft, okay? Which is in six days, next Wednesday. So, so we'll have five our dispersal days if you're draft tomorrow, show which is Friday next week. Yeah. You know, this is probably our longest shelf life episode we've ever done. What does that mean? Shelf life. How long oh, like lasts. how long the relevance of this episode will be? Yeah. Of course, it could Watch, all be... Watch the logger negotiations get done tomorrow morning. 
We're going to have a celebratory podcast if we do. <laughs> we'll record it during lunch at, you know, from our respective workplaces. Yeah. So, anyway, we've got the dispersal draft coming up quick. Then MLS Cup, which, I mean, if you care about still. Nope. And then... Not at all. Expansion draft. Can't wait till New England beats LA. Actually, no. The MLS Cup does have some relevance to us. Because yeah. it will determine whether or not we get into Champions League. I know. Which may or may not determine Actually, off-season moves. Off-season moves, salary cap. But we don't even know what the salary cap's going to look like. Yeah, and we won't for a while. But, anyway. Listen, well, if we even have a season next year. At <laughs> this point, we were so <laughs> we, bad, could be maybe they'll up. just cancel next season. There could be a lockout. I don't want to think about that. I think that would be the funnest thing in the world. There'd it, be a lot would. to talk about. It, there would be. Uh, like how we wish we were playing, or watching teams <laughs> play, rather. Yeah. Anyway, so we've got um, MLS Cup, which determines our Champions League fate. Yeah. Uh, we've got, immediately following that is the expansion draft, which yeah. we're probably definitely not going to talk much about today, but we will sooner or later. Uh, how about next week? Yeah, let's do it. Let's plan it for next week. Screw it. Sorry if you didn't want to do it next week, Jason, uh, but too bad. So next week, look for our expansion draft episode. No, wait, we can't do it next week because we don't even know. Let's do it like two weeks from now, two or three. All right, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Anyway, and then after that, we've got, uh, we're going to waive players. Um, and then, well, we may or may not waive players. Yeah. And then we've got the re-entry draft, then we can re-sign players, and then we've got another re-entry draft, and somewhere in there, there's two half-day trade windows, and... Yeah. Anyway. It's Buckets be... of opportunities for players to move, or re-sign, or extend, or not, or retire. Yep, so every player you hate, personally, for some reason, ha- not you, but the listener, you. Oh, okay. Uh... Every player you, the listener, hates for some reason, whatever, uh, has a chance to go play somewhere else. So you should be excited for that, I guess, listener. We only have one it, listener, so. It'll be fun. Yeah. I, I love re-entry draft. And I, I mean, like, I say that, like, it's my favorite thing in the world. It's not, but I feel like I like re-entry <laughs> really? drafts. I feel like I like the re-entry draft and the expansion drafts and all the, like, all those stupid little drafts. I feel like I like them a lot more than other people do. You're crazy. Uh, yeah, they're fun. Okay, so let's take a break. We'll come back. We're going to talk about one Mr. Garth Lagerway. And probably some other stuff. And we'll be furiously, furiously checking Twitter the whole podcast in case positive news emerges. Mm-hmm. Which it probably won't. Probably. So really, it's just going to be like every other podcast where we're only half paying attention to each other <laughs> and then just say things anyway. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back. All right. So, uh, hey, Trevor. Oh, hey, Matt. We're back on the podcast and we've got a special guest. A special guest. A special guest who should say something any second when he's back. Yeah, okay, I'm here. Fuck you guys. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back, Jason. Yeah, I had to make an entrance. We've got special guest, Jason, so... Hey, uh, I believe you mean contributing writer to RSL Soapbox, Jason Greenwood. Use that, my real title. That's true, you have written a couple things. In a year, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you writing more. I just have to oh. bother you. Five star tweeter. Also, that's part of my title. That's true. I don't know if you guys watch Game of Thrones, but I have a lot of titles similar to the people on Game of Thrones. 
Yeah, I actually don't. You really? Yeah, uh, I... I'll be honest. That kind of surprises me. Is, is it I was looking kind of to. Weird? I was looking to cut a friend out of my social circle, anyways, Matt. So congratulations. <laughs> Problem step- solved. All right, so both Trevor and I are out now, right? No, no, no. I Trevor, watched Game of Thrones. Trevor was never in. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyways, Jason, I watched Game of Thrones. So. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, I thought that was the criteria. Maybe not. You probably like all the bad guys. You'll have to define bad guys because there's no bad guy on Game of Thrones. Trick question, you're out. Good answer. I would say all the Italians, but (laughs) yeah. So what are we talking about? What's that? What are we talking about here? Garth Loggerway. We're gonna talk about how we have no idea what's going on. I don't know if Garth has any idea what's going on. Yeah, like it's kind of the vibe I get. I really, genuinely don't think he's made his mind up. So I assume you guys both listened to his most recent interview on ESPN 700? I did. Listen? No. Read quotes from? Yes. Good enough, I guess. Did you read them on RSL Subbox? No, he read them on Twitter. Yes, Jason's Uh, got it. (laughs) That's too bad. They were all on RSL Subbox and all very interesting. Well, I will... Because I typed them. I will give you the click. I'll check it later. All right, good. Uh, That's all right. I'm pretty good on clicks. Uh, With news that a... Well, then I won't. We've got a 17-year-old Academy kid signing for Manchester United. Uh, That blew up on News Now, so... I meant to ask you, is that already the most viewed article in Soapbox history? No, it seems like it would be. It's it's probably still the uh, Louis Skill skill trick thing. Oh. Oh, it passed my Sabo April Fool's prank? Yeah, that... Yes. I I thought that would be number one. Comfortably. Probably. I'll tell you, actually. Uh, as we keep talking, so... So you guys don't know anything about Garth Loggeray signing, obviously. Uh, neither do I. Neither does Garth. Uh, what's... I mean, like, what do you think is gonna happen? Best case scenario, he stays, obviously. Worst case, he leaves. Uh, but, but where are we likely to fall, and why? I think... I, I tweeted earlier that, you know, I was being very dramatic, and said, you as know... As per the he, usual. Being used to bad news with this club, I kind of braced myself for him leaving a long time ago. And I think people misunderstood that for me saying, I think he's going to leave. Yeah. But it was just me saying, I've come to terms with the fact that he might leave. I actually don't think he's going to leave. I like that thought. I hope he doesn't. I might be dumb for thinking that after what happened with Christ and everything, but I just, I don't know why. I just think he's going to stay. Matt, what do you think? I really hope he stays. Um, no, like, is he staying or gone? That's, that's yeah, the question it's, I want to answer. 3-0. Uh, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually going to clone him, so we have three Garth Loggerways and zero Jason Crisis. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm, I think he stays. Uh, I think it'll come down to the wire. I think if he stays, it won't be in his current role. Uh, I think there are, are positions for him that would be perfect. Uh, like the mythical director of football position introduced by teams in Europe and football manager. Uh, I actually think that would be a perfect role for him as like an organization-wide uh, like leader. Is, so, there a, is there a difference between a director of football and a general manager? That's not me like trolling. That's a genuine question. Here's the thing. In my opinion, not really, except the title. Um... But, I mean, it's it's the same with all kinds of teams, like, all across MLS. I mean, you've got technical directors, you've got director of football operations, 
you've got general manager. They all kind of pretty much do the same thing. Yeah. They, they just, sign players and then they negotiate contracts. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think director of football can take a, a broader approach in setting like organizational standards, though. And now that we're te- on the technical side of things, we're a broader organization. We've got Real Monarchs now. Uh, That's and they want continuity there. Having someone like Garth Lagerwey in a in a wider role m- makes a big difference. Yeah. Oh, I, what if uh, they called they did director of football operations? Ooh, it's, it sounds very executive. I know. I need that title. Yeah. So if Garth leaves, I'm going to apply for the job. Okay. I like <laughs> I like the idea. It's a good solid idea. Do you think they'll put it on LinkedIn or something or uh, Monster.com? Uh, probably KSL. Okay. <laughs> the classifieds. Yeah. <laughs> Try to keep it with someone who knows the system so they're keeping it local. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Actually, if it, if it does appear on KSL, I could set up some sort of database watching thing. and. You could. Yeah. Because you work there. Uh, not technically for KSL, but... <laughs> for the KSL family of... For Desert Digital Media. Yeah. I've said too much already, so... Whoa. Anyway, so- um... Go ahead, Trevor. No, I, I agree with both of you guys. I My initial thoughts, I mean, based on the way Garth has handled it and based on the way Deloitte has handled it, um, we're going to talk about this. The, the difference between the way cr- the Christ situation was handled and the way the Lagerway situation has been handled so far, it's night and day. I, mean, oh, yeah. I, think, I think a lot of people like to think that it's the same thing. When really, when you look at all the factors, it it isn't at all. And I think they've been a lot more favorable to Garth and made him feel necessary and made it feel like they're going to do this the right way rather than the wrong way, which was the Christ situation. Yeah. Well, and one thing that sticks out for me is Jason Christ left in the middle of the season to go to Manchester and interview, basically, right? Yeah. Uh, and and the team took a pretty big dip at, for a couple games after that. Uh I think because they saw lack of commitment from from you know their their the coach coach, uh, but Garth Lagerwey, despite having a, a maybe a less involved with personnel role generally, uh, has has shown nothing but respect to everybody involved. Uh, he's been very forthright about you know about his dealings. He's you know he's never made it as try to think that he's staying. Uh, he's never tried to make anyone think he was definitely leaving. It's it's just been completely clear of mind games, and it's very refreshing after last year. And he said he said kind of since the get go, it's not going to happen till the end of the season. Like, and that's been his standard comment. I won't have anything to say till the end of the season. And that's not. I've already made my mind up, and I'll tell you at the end of the season. That's I'm going to sit down and decide what's best for me, my family, and my career at the end of the season, which is admirable. Yeah, and it's. It, I mean, like Matt and I were talking earlier, it, it's. Again, completely different from the way Christ handled it. Christ seemed to, whenever he was asked directly about it, are you going to New York, he would give an answer that wasn't yes, and it wasn't no. He would dodge it, sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and and when he was asked directly, are you staying with Real Salt Lake, he, he would give an answer that was neither yes or no. And yeah. it was just very much perpetuating the, the circus around the thing. And Lagerway hasn't done that at all. I mean, he shut down every single question with, I mean, anytime anybody asks him, he says, no, we're dealing with the season right now. We'll deal with my contract at the end of the season. And, yeah, it's 
it's kind of alleviated the circus around it a lot. Yeah. It, it's not completely gone. I mean, there's still been people all season, um, media members who've said, tried to keep it in everybody's mind that Garth Lagerwey's contract's up at the end of the season. Yeah, and we saw those articles drop like once a month. Yeah. You know, some national media type would, you know, write something about how Garth Lagerwey was important to Real Salt Lake and how he might leave. But they never had any new evidence. Uh, yeah, never was, anything new to add since the beginning of the season. It was the same article over and over, basically. Well, Just, Garth's really good at his job, and everybody would want him. Which is reality, and we should keep that in mind. A couple of years, though. I mean, whenever Toronto, you know, got the MLSE thing happened with Toronto a couple of years ago, people thought Garth was going to go to Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of talk about that, and he he didn't. He's all, I mean, he's always been good at his job. I didn't just like develop this season. It's just that now his contracts run out. Yeah, and people. It's just. I think it's just a matter of people trying to make a story. I'm, it is a story now, but over the course of the season, it was just. Oh, let's uh, talk about this again because there's nothing else to talk about this week. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, since he's come out and said we are going to sit down and talk about it, well, either later this week or next week. Like, it is definitely news now. And it will be all over the place, and there will be rampant speculation. But because of the way it's been handled, nobody really has any clue which way it's going to go one way or the other. Yeah. What were you going to say, Jason? I was going to say that I think part of it, and this is total speculation on my part, but um, as usual, um, part of the reason that he may have handled the situation so well is because Christ kind of burned him last year, too. Yeah. I mean, he worked with Lagerwey very closely, obviously. I don't know if he was technically his boss or whatever, but leaving in the middle of the season to go interview with another team, which I'm, I'm sure he had permission to do so. And he I'm did. He said as much. But that, that's kind of kind of a burn to the guy that you're working with at the time, especially when the team dips, like you said, and then you kind of beat around the bush and everyone kind of knows you're going, but you don't just own up to it and say it. Yeah. So maybe that... Maybe Garth saw that and was like, well, you know what? I need to handle this better than it was handled previously. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. And, and I also... And, um, go ahead. No, go ahead. I don't know. I, I just think it speaks a lot to Garth as a person that that he's both... You know, he hasn't said whether he's going or staying. Um, yeah. But he's been very clear about everything. And, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just because he's a good communicator. Uh, that certainly can play into it. He's very... He's intentional in everything he says. Well, and my dad's a judge, and I grew up with a lawyer for you know twenty five years. So hashtag humble brag. Yeah, no, that's just that's very much the lawyer side of him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Being very intentional with what words he uses and when. That's just Garth being a lawyer. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, oh, that's excellent. So, and I actually like kind of changing the subject a little bit after I said I don't think he's going to leave. I don't think it's the end of the world if he does leave. Okay, like, why not? I, Explain. Um, I will openly admit that he's very good at his job. That's a I, good thing to admit. And good. I think that he's done such a good job at setting everything up within the system and structurally within the organization that if he leaves, that blueprint still stays here. Yeah. I... I think it can stay here. I think... I don't think they're bringing in somebody who's going to change it. No, you're you're right. Yeah. But I, it's still definitely possible to change. Maybe. Yeah, may, maybe. 
There's risk. That, I think there's an obviously risk that's in that. that's the fear that it will change. Yeah. And realistically, it probably won't. But if you look at it, we've changed ownership completely. Yeah. In the mm-hmm. last two or three years, we've changed a head coach completely. And if Garth leaves, we will have changed a GM completely. So maybe this new group of people just decide, you know what, maybe we can do it better. Yeah. And so they allow themselves to change it completely. To a certain extent. I mean. Go on, Jason. I was going to say change isn't always bad because doing things the same way we have been got us a big old ass whooping last weekend. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I know that's, you know, not a full example of what the team's accomplished and whatnot, but. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's time to change things a little bit. Maybe, maybe. I, it's not maybe. the end of the world if it changes, but I think yeah. it's laden with risk. So let me ask you guys two questions. Okay. One, why do you think he's leaving? So if you if he were to leave, like what would be the biggest reason he'd leave? Uh, let's start with Jason because I thought Trevor was about to say something. Um, I would say he would leave for a bigger job. I don't think he's going to take the same job at another club because he's in a position here where he can continue succeeding as a general manager. And just like there's risk here if he leaves, there's risk for him going somewhere and not having an ownership group that's going to work with him, not, you know, who knows what he walks into. But, But if he leaves, I think it's to take, like, a job as a president of a club. That's where that's the situation I see him leaving for, and unfortunately, there are like three clubs coming in MLS that would probably love to have Garth Lagerwey as their president right now. Yeah, one of them is in Los Angeles. One of them is in New York, maybe. I don't know. Well, uh, the, <laughs> yeah, the issue with the Los Angeles thing—I mean, it's it's the obvious one. They won't really have a position for him. For, for two years. I mean, they they can hire him. I mean, Claudio Reyna has been employed by New York City FC since day one. But, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like Garth but I don't think wants LA... to do work. You know what I mean? I don't feel like he's a guy who would want to take two years to build something slowly and then start doing something in 2017 with it. Yeah, And I don't know if that LAFC is a good fit for him. Yeah, I don't think he wants to answer to 34 owners. And, and the kind of... I mean, the vibe you're getting is that they're going to be, like, the galaxy, but more in the city, and they're going to have, you know, probably a couple of superstar players, and that's that's not what his thing is. I don't yeah. know. Or it hasn't been so far. Maybe he wants that to be it, but... I think he could manage it, but, but I think you're right. I don't think that's his preference. Yeah. Philosophically, I think he prefers a team that's, that's spread more evenly. I could see him going to Atlanta before he went to L.A. Yeah. Yeah. But they have a they have a president, right? I don't know. I believe they have a president, but I'm not I, certain. I feel like we should know these things. I know, it would help if we looked them up, but you know. But, but again, Atlanta's as Grant. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a bad joke. Anyways, yeah, go ahead. Now. <laughs> but with Atlanta, it's it's the same problem with LA. I I don't think he's going to go somewhere where he doesn't have a lot of work to do right now. Is there a place right now that would take him? Well, I mean, I an think established every, MLS club, sure. I think every team would take him right now. But is there a team? Yeah, but I mean, under under Jason's circumstances, I don't think there's many. Yeah, mm. I think. Um, well, Andy Roxburgh's leaving New York, right? Red Bull. Yeah, who wants to go to Red Bull right now? Yeah, but nobody's going to Red Bull right now with all the back vaccine shit going on there. Yeah, but I mean, they, 
and I'm Mates. sure there's a there's a oh, club or two uh, who would like to get Garth and would fire whoever they well maybe not fire but let go of the guy that they have to replace him with Garth. Philadelphia. Mm. Uh, they just hired Mullenstein, right? Yeah. Uh, it's not officially official, but yeah. It's been official for like a month. Unofficially official for like a yeah. month. Yeah. Here's here's a here's a crazy one. What about Portland? No, I don't because think it, Merritt Paulson loves Gavin Wilkinson over there. Yeah, but Gavin Wilkinson just had a season full of shit with players that he brought in that the coach didn't like. And I don't know if... I don't think Merritt will make him answer for that. But, no, I don't think Merritt would. But, like you guys said, it's not every day that Garth Lager was technically available. Yeah, I, I think part of the thing with Portland is that I don't... like. If Deloy is a little too meddling sometimes for Garth's tastes, and we don't know that's the case, but I think yeah. we can get a strong sense of that. But if that's the case, I think you'd see Merritt Paulson as someone who is considerably more so. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, that's a good point. Maybe mm, I'm just Vancouver. Yeah, I'm I'm maybe. Fire. We don't okay. really know enough about all the other teams to speculate as to like who could use a better GM than they have. Colorado. <laughs> Hey, but, I heard they're going to buy Antonio Valencia. I read it on Reddit today. Oh, wow. Yeah. Poor them. <laughs> but, it's yeah, no. Re- realistically, there's at least a few MLS yeah. clubs that would definitely be interested in hiring Garth and would probably give Garth his demands. And that's probably a team president position or a director of football operations position plus whatever salary he wants. Yeah. Yeah, so there, there's definitely competition out there. The world is his oyster. And honestly, I think he could make it in another league, too. I think if he Like dec- overseas, or...? Yeah, I think if he decided he wanted to go to England or had a good offer... Oh, you think he would have an offer from... I mean... That's... They... that's yeah. I'm I, with Jason. I, I'm, I'm not sure there's a whole lot of I don't know how English much they look at executives in MLS. Over, overseas teams that would are looking at Garth Lagerway and be like... Oh, this guy did really good in MLS. Let's bring him over here because that's not really the thought process for yeah. overseas teams. I don't think. Uh, Arsenal, obviously, the one I have the most familiarity with, uh, and probably the only one I can speak with, speak of rather, uh, have brought in a number of American executives who have done quite well. Well, uh, now if he goes obviously, to Arsenal, I'm gonna punch you in the throat. <laughs> What's that? I said if he goes to Arsenal, I'm gonna punch you in the throat. I guess I wouldn't. I would be very surprised but all right well since we're talking about overseas clubs yeah with american ownership what about roma no because i knew you were gonna say that (laughs) i think garth lagerway's talents would be wasted in italy probably no you're you're probably right i mean it'd be fun but you're probably right it would be pretty cool if you went to roma though (laughs) like i'm just sitting here thinking about it i was like that'd be pretty cool but that's i mean if he did make that move which let's be honest probably isn't realistic. No. They'd be totally okay with that. That's the kind of move where if Garth makes that move, if somebody made that offer and he does, then we're, okay, yeah, definitely. No hard feelings, Garth. Go get him. You know what I mean? I mean, if he's he's leaving and it's a job in a major European league, you cannot fault him at all. No. At all. I mean, it's like Christ leaving. As much as you want to be mad about it, as much as I want to be mad about it, it's a better opportunity to get his name out there to move to Europe. I mean, yeah. I hate the way that he handled it. Oh, yeah. And I I lost a lot of respect 
whip for him because of the way that he handled it. But I totally get it. A hundred percent, I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. And the same thing. If he if he leaves for for Europe, I totally get it. If he even if he leaves to be a president of another MLS club, I I get that too. But I just I don't think he's leaving to be a general manager anywhere else. I would be really really stunned if that happened. Yeah. I think that's that's fair to say. I would I would be too. That's that's my answer. I think if he does go to another club in MLS, it's because they offer him more positionally than we're willing to offer. Yeah. I don't really think it's a salary thing. I mean, for a, if somebody offers him a general manager position at a different MLS club, I don't think it's going to come down to salary. Yeah. Now, I'm I don't think th- anybody's going to outpay him for what Deloitte would pay to keep him here. Because I know that Deloitte knows the value of keeping him here. Yeah. Well, you Say what, what about Deloitte? I know people love to bash Deloitte for whatever unknown to God reason. But it's because he punched a, the mayor. <laughs> he's a business guy, and Garth is good for business long term. Yeah. Yeah. And really, I think, especially after Christ, I really think Deloitte recognizes that. Recognizes that Garth is... Awesome. Yeah. Good long term. Yeah. I, uh, I hate that that Christ like argument against Deloitte. I'm going off on a different subject, but... okay. The thing about, oh, we lost Christ because Deloitte lowballed it. Bullshit, man. If Christ, even if Deloitte hadn't lowballed him and they had the same situation going, hey, we'll talk about it at the end of the season, and New York City come in, Jason Christ would still be in New York. I'm really sorry to upset people and hurt your feelings and make you think he would have stayed here, but you're high if you think he would still be here. I'm not going to say he would still be here. But it could have been handled a lot better if we it didn't lowball him and gave him a reasonable offer up front. It, it could have been. That's fair. But if, if, even, if I don't know if he would have taken it. Well, yeah, but if you give him a reasonable offer or a, a sizable better offer up front, then maybe he's not looking at New York as an option. Mm, he was not staying here, man. Like, yeah, and well, I, he made some but really that's only because New York made him the offer that they did. Well, if I, he signs the agreement... After Deloitte gives him the first initial good offer, yeah. and extends his contract, then New York's not a not a problem at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to cut you off a little bit offer. though because I think Jason Christ genuinely was looking for a chance to leave. No, yeah, he, uh, I agree. He said afterward that you know after you know in the the three day aftermath after his decision uh, that he he'd been looking at like ways to get out of the game for a year uh, because the pressure was just just unreal. Uh, I think mentally it was probably, it was undoubtedly the right decision for him. I think he heaped pressure on himself. He didn't deal with the pressure, like, in a sane way. Uh, now, not to call him literally insane, but but it was just a, What's that? I said borderline. Yeah, it was, it was not easy for him. And I don't think it came naturally to him. And so the pressure just built and built and built. Uh, and, and maybe taking a year off has allowed him to reflect and, and learn to better deal with that. Uh, so it's hard to f- for me to be really angry about it because it's, I mean, it, it's a good move for him mentally, for his family. It's, it's good. So, I don't know. Speaking of family, I mean, that is one thing that Garth, I mean, everybody associated with the team has said that they, they love having their family in Utah. Yeah. And I know that that's a big deal. And it, Maybe that's not the tipping point, but that's got to be a factor for Garth. He's yeah. been here a long time. His family's been here a long time. Maybe he's just not really interested in moving. 
again, I mean, if a better offer comes, a better offer comes, and he'll probably take it. But yeah, I Our think if, if it comes down to two offers that are pretty much the same for him, he'd probably rather not move. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm completely wrong there, but all right, Jason, you were saying something. I was just. I just whispered RSL family. That's all I was saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> you forgot to say hashtag before. Hashtag RSL family. There you go. Okay, so let's wrap it up with a little prediction on this one. We don't get to predict a match, so let's. I, mean, I know we touched on it at the beginning, but let's let's circle back around. Uh, I'll go first because I I think he. I tentatively think he will stay, uh, and then he will uh, score three goals in the ninetieth minute. <laughs> I think, I still kind of think the, the same thing I've been thinking the whole time. I feel like what's, I, I'm an, I don't know, maybe a realistic scenario. Bill Manning, we either buy out his contract or he goes and finds a job somewhere else. So he leaves, conveniently opening up the Commissioner of NFL? Perhaps. Commissioner of NASL. <laughs> <laughs> conveniently opening up the team president position and Garth takes the team president plus GM and some big huge director of football operations or Bill Manning stays and he just covers. I mean, they give him control over rail monarchs as well. Some expansion of his duties yeah. happens here and he gets a sizable pay raise and decides to stay. Yeah. That's my prediction. That's a good, I like that scenario. That's a good scenario, Trevor. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> um, I think he stays. I don't have any, uh, like, cr- crazy thing to say. I just think he's going to stay. I have no idea why I'm so confident in that all of a sudden. but And I'll be pissed next week when he doesn't. But I think he's. I think right now, I think he stays. Don't let us down, Garth. I feel like we needed at least one of us to say that he's going to leave and provide a realistic scenario in which he leaves so that we yeah. could have prepared ourselves better for when he does I mean, leave. I could do it to be, like, devil's advocate. Eh, let's not. <laughs> we'll prepare ourselves about as well as we did last weekend for that LA Galaxy match. Yeah, right. Oh boy. Anyway. Anyway. Are we done? Yeah, so so let's take a quick break. We'll come back, we'll talk about the players out of contract. Uh and we'll leave, come back again, then we'll talk about listener questions because we've got a doozy of them. Is a, a doozy a, a doozy number? of them. Yeah, it's a number. Doozy is not yeah, a number, man. It's like seven whole, and a quarter. We got a whole gaggle of that, listener questions. Yeah, there you go. Much better. And they are a doozy. <laughs> no, Trevor. Okay, we'll, we'll be right back. Yes, Trevor. That's exactly right. Back. A dinosaur tale. We're not talking about that again, are we? Well, I, okay. Have you watched it yet? No, I have not. Uh, Matt? Yeah? Why have you not watched it yet? I was busy. I Do you see my Super Nintendo there with Super Mario All-Stars? Yeah, it takes like six hours. To look at it? <laughs> no, to play the game. I was playing Super Mario 2. <laughs> That's an involved game. Alright, well, whatever. I had to try to get to one of those warp zones. Man, while we're on the topic of We're Back, a dinosaur story, I checked out the kid side of Netflix this week, and holy shit, is it awesome. 
Like, I haven't even logged back into regular Netflix because I've been watching Ninja Turtles and Cool Runnings and shit like that. Big Green? Oh, yeah, that's on there, too. Huh? Oh, yeah. Fuck. I'll have to check that out. You will I have to. That either. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. I saw Green Street Hooligans. That's where I became a West Ham fan. They're pretty much the same movie. Okay. <laughs> I'm lying, I am not a West Ham fan. I did watch Green Street Hooligans, and I thought it was kind of an awful movie. I haven't seen Green Street Hooligans. The Elisha Wood looks kind of dreamy. Well, duh. He's like a slightly more ugly Ned Grabovoy. Mm, okay, I'll give you that. Jason, are you still here? Yeah, I'm still here. We okay, complimented right. Ned and you didn't chime in, so I was a little worried. Sorry. My bad. Uh, Ned is the all that is man. <laughs> Fair all enough. right. Well, moving on. Um, next topic of discussion. Currently, RSL has four players that are well. They're not, probably not currently out of contract, but four players that are out of contract at the end of the season. Everybody else on December first. On December first, everybody else either has um, an option or is uh, a guaranteed year for next next year. So, the only players we need to actually re-sign... Should we so desire. Should should we choose to do so, is Borchers, Winger, Grossman, and Mensali. Ooh. Yeah. The, some list. Those are four somewhat important players. I would say... Uh, they vary in importance. I'd say we read them in uh, order of importance, actually. Yeah, that's a good call. Hey, Trevor did something good. Hmm. Well, I don't want to brag. That was so loud. <laughs> I, that, for for all of you listeners, that was just a high five. Yeah. I was wondering, too. I was like, did he just slap him in the face? <laughs> I, don't, I have to slap the goodness out of Trevor. Yeah. yeah. Slap, um, it out. slap that goodness out. <laughs> what were we okay, talking about? Oh, Four players. Out of contract. Uh, order of importance is up for debate, but... No, that, that is the order of importance. <laughs> Alright. Is that the order of... Um... Importance to the team. Importance to the team. What's the... I don't know what I'm saying. What, what do you think the chances are that we sign those four players back? I don't know. How many of these four do we want back and realistically see coming back? Um, I think two of them are coming back. Which two, Jason? Um, I think Nat Borchers is coming back, and I think, ooh, this is going to be controversial, I think Cole Grossman's coming back. Oh, that was my answer. So you think Borchers and Grossman? Yep. I think, Winger, I think Winger's gone in the expansion draft. Okay. And I think Mansali will not have a new contract offered to him. I'm sorry to break your heart with that news, Trevor, but... Yeah. Here, here's my issue with that. Mansali oh, and Winger have an issue with that. are... Yeah, of course I have an issue with that. Mansali and Winger are the two left backs, right? Okay. Do we let both of our left backs go and we just reload at left back, or do we try to keep one of them? You know, Justin Glad is a hell of a left back, too. It's true. He, he'll be 18 next year, too. Do you and want an 18-year-old playing as a starter? Yeah. Kinda. Yeah, we're a 32-year-old playing as a starter got us last weekend. I You're Winger... right, so we definitely need an 18-year-old playing because Winger had one bad game. 
Not not one bad game, but it's not like there aren't other backs that are available. That's true. It's, and, it's a position in MLS. Well, I don't know. It's a position in MLS that that goes through a lot of rotation, right? Like, Salcedo can play left back. Yeah. I mean, and how often did we actually use Mansali voluntarily? Uh, well, once. Yeah. I think once this season. And not because oh, Chris has a red or he's you know hurt or whatever. Yeah. Well, how many times have we used somebody other than Chris Winger? Period. Over the last seven years, at left back voluntarily not very often but maybe that's time to change i don't know well no i, I agree i i'm agreeing that wingert's probably out the door but mansali is not i'm sorry to dash your hopes buddy but kenny mansali is not our starting left back next i'm year. not saying he's a start oh but it would be not a bad idea to keep a left back on the roster rather than try to reload a left back completely see here's my problem with that uh He's played maybe 30 games in his RSL career over three years. Yeah. Uh, counting on him is a, like, I don't know. I don't think he wants to stay as a backup left back anywhere f- for the rest of his career. Yeah, that's probably true. He's making like $40,000 a year. Stories. Well, <laughs> Excuse me? That was awkward. <laughs> Are you watching TV when you should be paying attention to us? No, no, I I clicked a window on my laptop and that happened. I just oh, okay. Fast. Okay. Was he it, clicked a window, man. Was it, whoops, I didn't mean to start that YouTube video playing without my headphones in? No. Oh. Oh, but I could put my headphones in. That's a good call. <laughs> anyway. That's what we're here Sorry, for. you were saying, backup left back, three years. Oh, yeah. $40,000. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it would make sense if he went elsewhere, if he tried to get a good spot. You know, is he and really only making forty thousand dollars? It was like between forty and fifty. Yeah, yeah he's oh, kind of on cheap money. I thought he was like sixty to eighty. No, not even that. Oh, okay. I don't have anything else to say. I'm just surprised. Yeah. Does the fact that he's so cheap make him a more attractive yeah. option at left back for you, Jason? If he stays cheap. That's that's the thing is there will be a demand for Kenny Mansali. Yeah. Abdullah Mansali. And maybe not even as a left back because he is a very good like attacking winger type. Yeah. And so many teams in MLS play that wide kind of 4-4-2 system that he'll be able to find a job. I mean. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And he'll be able to find someone that's going to pay him. Yeah, even if it's like 60,000 or 70. Yeah, I think a big... See, what sucks about talking about this is um, CCL is going to make a huge difference in what we're able to do. Yeah. So it sucks to talk about it before we know for sure how that's going to work out. I actually think it's a pretty, like, 75% chance we're going to end up in CCL. Yeah, I think so, too. Here's the thing. We... I. We won't know if we make it into CCL until what, December sixth, December seventh, or is it the eighth? All we it's, need, I mean, seventh, seventh again. If LA or Seattle win, we are in CCL. Yeah, and I don't think anyone in the East is, I is good enough to beat either of them unless unless it's Seattle and they just have one of their like shit the pants games. That does happen. They're also going to play at home. They don't usually have shit their pants games at home. True. Well, uh, playoffs last year. That's true. That was this season. 
Vancouver every time they play them. Yeah, uh, true. That's what the whoever makes it in the East should do. They should just wear white caps kits in the MLS Cup final whenever they play Seattle. <laughs> yeah. If they play Seattle. That would go well. They should just fire their manager and hire Carl Robinson for the match. That'd be perfect. I would love to see that. <laughs> Anyways. But it, it, it kind of sucks to, to have to make that decision by December 1st. Well, because that's the we, thing. We, you don't, there's so many unknowns. You don't necessarily have to. Because well, yeah, their, contract, you, their, contract, like, their contract ends December 1st. Yeah. At that point, they they can go try to sign with another club. But that doesn't no, mean they go through the going... re-entry. They don't enter into free agency. They go through the re-entry draft. So if you don't sign them by December 1st, you're risking them going into the re-entry draft. Yeah. So, thought, yeah, you kind of do have to decide by December 1st. I thought the re-entry draft was for players whose options were not picked up. And for players who are out of contract. Yeah. Really? Yeah. MLS has a restricted free agency. All right, yeah. well, I'm going to look up those rules again because I thought I had them down. Apparently not. Sorry. See how easily I gave up on that? Because yeah, I'm very... Nope. Interesting. Don't know the, world. The, uh, the new CBA will be how free agency is going to work. Yeah. Going forward. So there's so many unknowns. It's distressing. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, losing two left backs will suck, but I don't think it's the end of the world. Yeah, I think Justin Glad moves to a, a backup left back position, and we we find someone you know 24 to 28 uh, who can play that spot full time for us. And don't forget, uh, Tony Beltran can play that that spot too. We can sign Benoit Asuakoto from Tottenham. Yeah. Is he still with Tottenham? Uh, I think he's like on loan at a hole or something. Yeah. Isn't he, I thought he went to QPR. Yeah, I think that's a loan too. Oh, okay. Like that real quick. I thought he got bought, but whatever. I don't know. I'll keep up on that. He probably had to pay them to take him. I don't probably. Think he... Let's be honest. Yep, he's still at Tottenham on loan at QPR. All right, so let me present a scenario for you guys. Okay. And like just Ned. react to it. Ned. Let's say we don't sign Borchers. Oh. The reason we don't sign Borchers is because we're putting all of our eggs in the Salcedo basket. Salcedo's starting with, alongside Schuler next year. Okay. We feel that a- now is the time to get younger across the back line. And we either we just either don't re-sign Borchers at all and somebody else picks him up. Or we re-sign him but as a backup center back role. Yeah. Realistic? Um- Unrealistic? I'd say I'm realistic that we would re-sign him as a backup. So if the team decides to go with Salcedo and Schuler as the starters for next season, we just don't re-sign Borchers. No, no, I'm, I'm saying re-sign him. But I can see him leaving too. I mean, Salcedo is really good, and he is really not stoked about how little he gets to play. Yeah. And you have to weigh the the positives and negatives of losing a 30, what, 34? 33? 32, I think. No, he's older than that. I think he's turned 34 this year. Oh, 33. 33. He'll be 34 in April. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Versus a 20-year-old who is maybe not as great mentally, but is well on his way to being as good as Borchers is. Yeah. And then you have to, like, but then... Man, you ha- we have if we let Borges go, you have to sign that center back because Aaron Mond is terrifying. Yeah, can we so. can we just trade that? Can we just put Aaron Mond in the re-entry draft and give him a giant beard and say it's Nat Borchers? And what happens if we lose Borchers and then Mond for 
whatever reason gets taken in the expansion draft. If Mon gets taken in the expansion draft, I'm going to dance. Victory! I, I will be river dancing on whatever surface is nearby, regardless of where I'm at when it happens. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> Just don't be in a boat and river dance on the lake. Uh, yeah. Unless it's the Great Salt Lake. I hear you can actually float there when you're standing. <laughs> it's so salty that you can just stand up. Maybe that's what Jesus did. Maybe he just tricked everybody and the water was just really salty. Would it be the Dead Sea? Wasn't he in the Dead Sea when he did that? I, don't, I wasn't there, dude. I don't know. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I forgot. Got that mixed but up, I think. The other thing, too, though, is how hard is it to find a decent, serviceable third center back in MLS? It's not that hard. I mean, yeah, it would be preferable to keep Nat because he's awesome. He's been here forever. You know what you're getting, blah, blah, blah. But it's not like it's irreplaceable depth. Yeah. No, I, I don't mean that in a dick way. I'm just trying to be realistic. Yeah, no. As, as a larger conversation, starting with the Borchers thing, if we do decide to get younger across the back line and either let Borchers go or just let him sit on the bench if that's what he does... What about the rest of the team? We've got a lot of other players that are old. Yeah, but they're not up for their contract expiring. No, they're not. But, I mean, is it... I don't think we're going to be trading away guys that we could keep otherwise. I don't see that happening. I don't think they're... If you're saying, what if, are we going to, like, blow the team up, I don't... That's not happening. I don't not think blow the team up, but get younger in the starting 11. Um, I think that's going to happen anyways, because I think some of those younger kids that we've signed from the academy are going to be playing a lot sooner than people realize. Yeah. Because they're really good. Yeah. Like Jordan Allen, I mean, if he plays regularly the next year, he drops our average starting lineup age Tenfold. pretty largely because he's 20. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. We If we get Carlos Salcedo starting, that's, again, another, another multiplier effect. Yeah. Like a video game. Maybe we just put Jordan Allen at right back and move Tony to left. That's certainly an option. Problem solved. That is a really good option, but I don't know. They they seem pretty intent on playing him at forward before he got hurt next last year. But he played the Julian Green position. What's up? He played the Julian Green position. Yeah, and but they've signed Jaime since then too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I think it'll be interesting. We'll probably touch on that whole discussion later, though. Yeah. With our listener questions, but no, I, I think I honestly of those, I think Borchers is the the most wild card. As far as nobody really knows what's going to happen, and nope. I I think a lot of other decisions hinge on Borchers rather than the one I, mean, I would as, be, as opposed to the other players. The one I would be most confident in saying he is going to be here next year, and I'm probably going to be a hundred percent wrong for saying this is Cole Grossman. Because, because the se- the team seems confident in him. Kassar likes him. He can play that position where Beckerman plays. He's not bad at it. I know people are like, "Oh man, Grossman sucks," but he's not bad. He was not playing with a great team around him when Beckerman was at the World Cup. Yeah, and the the Seattle game was a shit show, but it wasn't Grossman's fault. I mean, really at all. Yeah, and. It's hard. That's the hardest position to find quality depth at in MLS, in my opinion. Especially someone who knows the system and the requirements to play that position in our system. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing. 
I, I would agree. I think of those four, most comfortably, I would say is definitely coming back is Grossman. I hope so, but maybe he wants playing time. Yeah, uh, maybe. He seems pretty happy here. I don't know. Yeah, and I think part of it, like, maybe his expectations for playing time are, are managed by the fact that he's had, you know, that last year was basically a non-year for him. Well, and, and also, if we lose one of our 8,000 midfielders... Um, he could play at the the side of the diamond too. Yeah, he's Dude. not a bad midfielder at that position at all. He could take over for when Gravelboy gets picked in the expansion Don't draft. Don't even say that. I will punch you in the face <laughs> through Skype. The only reason I said that was because you're not here, Jason. I would not have said uh, that otherwise. Oh yes, you would. I've tried. I might have. You would have. <laughs> you love antagonizing us. I'm about like, I'm looking through man. Wikipedia while we're on, like, just RSL players and the team. And good God, your dad does such a good job with this. I know, doesn't he? <laughs> Matt's dad does all of the RSL Wikipedia stuff. And if you ever meet him, just shake his hand and thank him because RSL has a better Wikipedia page than a lot of like Premier League teams do. Yeah, he's it's the. Is he uh, 50 year old with the big long white goatee? White gray, salt and pepper. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so I think that covers our out of contract player discussion. Before we continue, what? Before we stop, I mean. Okay. Alternatively, the one I'm most confident in saying he will not be here next year is Chris Winger. Because? He's not, I don't think he's getting protected in the expansion draft, and I think he's going to New York. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to New York. I also I, wouldn't be surprised if he goes to Orlando. I feel like we've said that an awful lot this year. One, of, one like... of those two. If he gets, if he doesn't get protected, he's gone. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's same, same with a number of option. players. I think. Why well, a number of players? That's so, a silly thing to say when only two of them can leave. But whatever. Yeah. So here's a fun thought that I want to talk about, even though you didn't bring it up. Yeah. What's that? We just got to get it out of the way. Okay. Who's going in the expansion draft? I don't want a list of who you're protecting and who you're not protecting and all that bullshit. If you, just two players, expansion draft, you could see going. I thought we already did this like three episodes ago. Probably yeah, not. I, probably, well, I don't listen to the show when I'm not on it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't listen to it anyway, so. Uh, well, you... Okay, I'm going to give my list. It's Chris Winger, one. Uh, two... Oh, this is a tough one. Uh, Wait, can they? They can pick players out of contract, right? Yeah, they just have to resign them. Yeah, that's right, because they just pick the rights to them. Uh, Robbie Finley. Oh, I would be perfectly okay with those two going. Yeah, not to, I, not to be a dick, but it's not the end of the world if those two go. Yeah, they're both good options for a team that's that's looking to navigate MLS. And they're both. Good options price-wise. Yeah. For, for what you get. For as much shit as, you know, oh, Winger really fell back this year. He really didn't. He was he had a good year. Yeah, I actually thought he had a he had a slight dip from last year, but I think he had a very good year but, anyway. I mean, everyone was really good last year. Yeah. It's like people who are like, oh, Gravavoy's production dropped so much from last year. Yeah, that's because he had the best season of his career last year. Yeah. Like, you can't leave that context out when you talk about production. That's why stats are stupid. Yeah, Matt. <laughs> hey, wait. Hey, wait. That was directed at Matt, actually. I know. Stats but are it, perfect if they're used in context. Stats are the answer to life. Well, thanks. Yeah, okay. There's a 42.3% chance I'm going to make pancakes tonight. 
Yeah. It's actually there's that's a zero. Stats, that's probability. Stats and probability are similar things. Not the same. They both involve numbers. You're right. Okay. Addition is the same as subtraction because it involves numbers. It is the same as subtraction. That's the argument you just made. It is. It's just multiply by, the addition by subtraction or something. I don't yeah. know. Okay, okay so... yeah, you guys, you guys win. That's you're right. <laughs> one minus one is the same as one plus negative one. So, huh? Trevor, who's your two? Trevor, they're both zero. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hold on, Jason. I have to correct Trevor's math. Uh, I had to go back to seventh grade for a second. Seventh. I think that's when I learned How to do basic addition. That's not basic addition. One plus one. One. No, one, one plus negative one. Oh, that's, okay. yeah, that's pretty basic. Yeah. Uh, all right, what grade did you learn that in, Jason? Uh, well, I went to public school in Florida, so I'm not really a reference point for just <laughs> teaching curriculum. Uh, Trevor went to public school in Utah, so did I, so. So better than Florida is what you're saying. Uh, maybe. Probably. <laughs> um, I don't know, dude. Who's your two going on the expansion draft? Jesus. All right, Trevor. Uh, you're on the clock. See, tick, I, tick, tick, tick. I think Winger does. But the more that I look at Grossman, I feel like he's a player that is we probably won't protect. And he's very he's very appealing. Like if he doesn't get protected, I could see him going. Yeah, and, and I, I look at the same like at Borchers. Are we going to protect a player that's out of contract? No, we'll resign him. You think we're going to resign him before? Yeah, expansion, and then we'll protect him. No. So we're going to sign him and then not protect him. Yeah. Okay, if we I don't think protect Borchers, he's gone. Player, uh, no, because if he signs a contract, it's a pretty clear sign to the other teams that he wants to be here. And, and you don't take a guy that you... I mean, it, it would be like the the Montreal thing with Brian Chan. Yeah. yeah. You just wouldn't do it. Yeah. But if he doesn't sign a contract before then, maybe somebody else does. Here's a, here's a crazy thought. What if Nat Borchers retires... Garth Valgaray leaves, and Borchers becomes our GM. I would be 1,000% okay with that. I think I would be too, actually. Okay, in in the reality that that scenario exists, I would be okay with that. Yeah. I don't think that reality is this reality. I think that reality might be more realistic than you think. I think Nat Borchers said, like, three days ago on the radio, I really want to keep playing in Salt Lake, so... Did he say he wanted to stay in Salt Lake? Because that's what I heard. Huh. Oh, okay. All right. We'll, we'll have to go back to the tape for this one. <laughs> Anyways, that was fun to be hypothetical about. It, it sounded a lot like he wants to keep playing in Salt Lake. He might yeah, have said stay in Salt Lake, but I think he meant as a player, not as a GM. Although that Borchers is a future GM. That smart. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is a smart enough guy to do it. He's Matt Borchers is a very intelligent human being. Right. And he has a nice beard. There are not enough bearded general managers in MLS. Oh, and I wonder if he took the GM job, would he have to shave? I wonder. No. no. Are you kidding me? I hope not. <laughs> okay, so he'd have to wear a beard net to work, though. I'm gonna say something as my two, and I want Matt. Are you sitting down before I say it? Uh, yeah, I know what you're gonna say now. What do you think I'm gonna say? You're gonna say Ned. Not really. Uh, I was just kidding. Huh. Um, I think it's going to be Chris Winger. Shock. Oh. And you know what I think the other one's going to be? No, we don't. Go ahead and tell us. I think it's going to be Luis Gill. 
How do we not protect Louis' skill? Well, his contract's expiring, isn't it? No. Well, not oh. this season. Oh, it's not going to be. Fuck that. Never mind. That's not happening. Let me think again. Um, <laughs> and we just talked about people's contracts expiring. I'm so dumb. Uh, we forgive you. Here, here's here's my problem. I'm going to buy you some time, okay, Jason? Okay. There are about four players on this team that realistically, if we don't protect, and they're like on the bubble, that if we don't protect, I think that they are very, very enticing options. Yep. Luis Gill is definitely one of them. Grabovoy is <laughs> definitely one of them. Borchers, that's not realistic, but um, Salcedo's definitely one of them. Oh, he's not. You no, know, Salcedo is higher on the list of have to protect than Luis is. I think, think so? I think they are on equal footing, personally, but... So you don't think they're on the bubble? I don't think they're no. on the bubble at all, no. No, no. You think they're definitely protected? Yeah, you protect your best young players. And your most valuable assets. Yeah. Like I said, like I, I talked to Matt about, and I tweeted, it's not about... And and this is the problem with talking expansion drafts and the reason I hate it. It's not about protecting your best players. It's about protecting the players you think are most likely to go. Yeah. Because, like, Javi is one of our best players. I would not be surprised if we don't protect him. Well, we ha- is he a DP? Uh, you I'm, don't I just, have I'm to protect talking, DPs. I'm talking so in... Hi- hey, you? I'm speaking hypothetically, dumbasses. Um... <laughs> I'm saying that he's 34, he loves it here, and I think if someone took him, he would retire the next day. Yeah. To become it's, it's, general manager of Real Salt Lake. <laughs> it's, about, it's about, like I said, taking like guys that you're most afraid, oh God, that guy, they're going to take him if I don't protect him. Yeah. How many do we get to protect, 11? We don't know, 100%. I think, I, I think it was 10 in 2010. Yeah, eleven in two thousand ten, maybe, and it might be higher this time because the teams coming in are more prepared and more financially like settled to to bring in their own players. Yeah, they're not, they're right. not coming in with you know completely blank rosters. Okay, you know, I'm 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 looking at the roster right now. I don't think there's a real way that you can protect all the players that you guys think you can protect. But there's. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you just protect the ones most likely to go. Okay, but if you if you do, that still leaves enticing options for other teams. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. That's the power of having a good team is you get to lose a player. Okay, there's a or reason, two. There's a reason Guard Loggerway said that our players are going to go first and second. Deepest it's team in we're MLS. Deep All right. Good. Then I change my vote. Okay. Okay. Winger and Natanella. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that's a good one. Wow, I like that we both went, oh. Because <laughs> I, I don't think there's any way you protect that now. New York, don't it's have tough. a goalkeeper. And he's a goalkeeper that has proved in MLS that he is an MLS quality goalkeeper. Yeah. You know who else it could be? Luke Mulholland. Luke Mulholland? Um, I think I think Sar likes him too much. I don't know if he likes him enough to protect him. I think he would take that risk. Just because of who you would have to protect ahead of him. Again, he there's just I don't think you guys understand how far ten players go. Oh I have, I have my other one. Okay. Um Ooh. No, I don't know. Holmes? I'm gonna say Chris Winger and John Sturzer. That's a good one too. Sturzer, yeah, I, there's no way Sturzer's protected, I don't think. No, definitely. Is, Gar- Sturzer- is Garcia protected? Yeah. 
we made a big investment on him. We're okay. gonna have like five forwards and, protected. And regardless of what angry RSL fan says, he's gonna be really good. Yeah, Most I agree. Likely, I agree. Oh, you know, we don't have to protect Carlos Salcedo, probably. No, we probably do. Uh, because the he, team has said he is not on a homegrown contract. He, he is a homegrown player, but he's yeah, not on a homegrown contract. They're, they've been uh, non-specific in the rules before about whether homegrown players have to be protected or, or whether it's homegrown players or players on a homegrown contract. I think he's a homegrown player that was not initially signed via the homegrown player mechanism, and that's the difference. But I think for those intents and purposes, he does count as a homegrown player. Uh, so there goes, I, there, I think that I think it might out. be based on what their contract structure is, and his contract well, structure is not a homegrown player. He I'm looking at, against the salary cap. I'm looking at the roster, and I really just want to go through it together and check off who we think we would protect and who we wouldn't. It's so tempting. It, it is. But that, for next that, week. This is for our expansion draft episode, so let's not get too caught up in this. We need to do that on like a Saturday, so we can just do like a three-hour show. Yeah. I think no one would listen and. We'd lose Everybody would listen to a three-hour expansion draft show. Have you checked Twitter in the last three weeks, Matt? <laughs> I've been checking Twitter for the last year. We, yeah, literally I, I everybody on this planet would listen to that episode. We uh, could do we could do an hour for the expansion draft, an hour for something else. You know, just like three separate shows. We could just do like three separate scenarios. We we could run mock expansion drafts. Oh, could we do that? <laughs> Dude, no fucking way. <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's let's com- yeah. let's make protected lists for every team in MLS, oh and then run a mock expansion draft. And I expect you guys to have those ready by Thursday. All right, let's do it. Three different lists. <laughs> uh, I'll send out the requirements. Hey, uh, uh, just so you guys know, I'm not going to be on the show next Thursday. Uh, <laughs> too much so, homework. I would say not yeah. homework. Work at home, but Jason, um, Jason, yeah, winger. And Sturzer, that's my two. Winger, Sturzer, that's my two. No homework. Okay. Here's a crazy third option. What about what about Benji Lopez? Uh, Homegrown player. Fuck you guys. Uh, Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So let's let's get to these questions and get this shit over with. Okay. Okay. We're we're gonna have to take a break for these questions. Yeah, I really. We've got too many. We need to organize. We need to prepare. That's gotta be. Yeah. No, I just have to be. Oh, that's, well, okay. that's the only reason we take Okay. Break. Okay, let's get these questions out of the way. We've only got like 17, I think. We got a lot. Let me get in the pod account, too, just in case there's any in there that didn't have me. Um, so the first question okay. is... Da-da-da-da... It's from Richard Farley from Soccer Gods. I like Richard Farley a lot. He's a good I love, guy. He's a great guy. He says, who are you most afraid of? Well, actually, his first question was, how do you think Garth Lagerway will do with LAFC? Just because it's Richard and he was kidding. And then yeah. his second question was, what do you think Jason Christ enjoys most about New York City? <laughs> Which I think was also a joke. I hope so. Well, let's treat them as jokes. Hot dogs. And he loves the hot dogs. Haha. They were very funny, Richard. We really appreciate it. Now uh, let's get to your actual question. Hot dogs. <laughs> let's see. His question. Who are you most afraid of losing in expansion? Matt. Uh, 
Would you like to answer this question? Who are who, who are we most afraid of losing in a Aside camp? from Ned? Yeah, let's say aside from Ned. I think we can all agree. You know, it's that funny. That... As much as we're kidding about Ned, he would be the worst case scenario. In, in... I mean, unless we just do something crazy and like lose Beckerman or Ramondo. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, Ned would be because he's right on the edge of like being one of those Beckerman Ramondo players. But you could see them maybe not protecting him. Yeah, and I think as far as the system's concerned, he is less vital than Beckerman, Morales, and uh, Ramondo. More easily replaced? Uh, not more easily replaced, but there's but a difference less between less vital. Is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Was... So aside from Ned, because I think we all agree Ned is. Yeah. Scary. It's funny that so many people bash. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Um, I'll say Olmes Garcia. I'll say Gil. I still don't know why you think Luis Gil would not be protected. I'm, I'm, this is not who do you think is not going to be protected. It, the question is, who are you most afraid of losing? Oh. I'm most Outside afraid of... Outside of Ned, Gil. I would be afraid of losing Gil. Okay. I don't think we're going to. Okay. <laughs> I know that's a silly way to answer the question. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you most afraid of losing that you think will actually lose? Or, you know, there's a chance. Alright, okay, okay. I'll give you a, a different name as soon as you... Did, did you already give a name? I haven't. Uh, part of me wants to answer John Sturzer because I was really excited by his play when he... Uh, he was playing so good before he got hurt. Yeah. And, and I think he could be a potential, like, Grabovoy replacement in the future. Yep. Uh, or he could be a potential Beckerman replacement. So actually, I'm going to keep my answer as controversial as that might be. Uh, especially because he's still not probably fully recovered from his broken leg. Uh, so my second answer might be Olmes, actually. See, I was going to say Olmes, but now I can't because you guys all did. Just you say totally Olmes. Can't. It just means uh, you're finally seeing that me and Matt are right about everything. It's true. Here's the problem. I'm, I'm seeing an alternate reality where we might not... Did you read a bunch of comic books this weekend, Trevor? Yeah, this is your deal, dude. Golly. No, yeah. Oh, did you watch Interstellar? <clears throat> no, I haven't seen Interstellar. Uh, I, that would explain it, too. Because, spoiler alert, it's about space. <laughs> is it good? Yeah, it's really good. I want to go see it, but I have to like plan that. I don't have three hours to just throw into a movie. It's it's worth the three hours. No, I'm sure it is. I just don't have time during the week. I'll probably go see it tomorrow night. Just make sure you're in a, a nice, loud theater. Okay, good call. Okay, Trevor, who you got? Um, just just give a name. Don't say Matthew McConaughey because he's an Interstellar. He's not on the team. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, he looks in in his spacesuit. He looks exactly like Jason Christwood in a spacesuit. He's just angry and scowling all the time. Yeah. Yelling at the Argentine guy who's at Mission Control. Yep. Diego Valeri, I think, was his name. <laughs> okay, Trevor. I can't... We're not operating... You're, okay, no, you're, you're forcing me to pick alternate realities. And in this alternate reality... Stop saying alternate reality. In okay. this... Mirror universe. <laughs> afraid of losing that there's a chance we will actually lose because Gil is not going even though I said that it was just me misspeaking <laughs> um oh where'd he go 
I, <coughs> no, okay, fine. Omez. I have to pick Omez because I'm genuinely afraid of Omez, and I think realistically he may not be protected. You know, everybody Omez is a very nice person. You don't have to be afraid of him. Every everybody else that I would be afraid of losing, I feel like we would have to protect. The only people I can see us maybe not protecting under various circumstances. Gil, Borchers, Schuler, Schuler, Salcedo, Saborio. You think we're going to protect Schuler? That's not what I said. That's exactly what you said. <laughs> oh, that's, a direct quote. that's a direct <laughs> quote of what you said. What Other is, players, Olmez. I, I think Omez. I'm afraid of losing Omez. Omez is the person that I think I'm most afraid of losing. In a realistic scenario. Okay, man, that question was a disaster. <laughs> you know, um, this American life has nothing on us. I'm sorry I ruined your question, Richard Farley, but Olmez Garcia is my answer. Okay, next question. It's from our good friend Aaron Riley from Seattle. Good luck in the rest of the playoffs, Aaron. Please get us well, a Champions League spot. And your club. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> who do you think is the best team left in the playoffs? L.A. for me, not even, there's no question. Not, there's no, like, I answered it for all three of us, so we might as well not even say anything else. Yeah, let's go on. Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and say New England. Throw it out there. L.A., New England, then Seattle for me. No, it's, yeah, New England, obviously the best in the East. I think there's a case to be made for Seattle. I'm not going to make it. L.A., okay, here's, I'll change it a little bit. Jason's going to make the case for Seattle. Seattle are the best team at home. Yeah. Well, that's not, that's not even true because LA could put six past Seattle at home. Like yeah. I think it's really unlikely after the how well Seattle played there previously. But yeah, I mean Seattle could get like a nice two nil at CenturyLink and then lose by five in LA. Yeah. What are you guys whispering about? We're not whispering. We're okay. not whispering. We're not whispering, Jason. Yeah. So, LA, LA, LA. Yeah. Okay. Like, Matt, you put New England above Seattle? Uh, yeah, maybe on equal footing. Really? Just, there's so many unknowns between conferences that, that it's hard to really judge, I think. but Everyone's just totally disregarding New York, and they're playing really well. I know. I mean... Well, it, it's best out of four, and like they're they're maybe number four, but they're really good number four. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I don't think they can beat New England though. I think New England's too good. Agreed. Especially right now, they are on fire right now. Here's a fun thing that's not in the questions I'm going to bring up because I love a tangent. Okay. All of the MVP talk is about like Oba and. Uh, Landon, Landon's gonna get it because it's his last year. Whatever. Yeah. Robbie, Robbie Keane. Um, how about Jermaine Jones? I struck. It's the same. We had this question last year with uh, nobody. Oh. Nobody came into the league last year and changed their team like Jermaine Jones did. Jaime Pinedo. Nope. Not for not for MVP, but for goalkeeper of the year. It was. I feel like it's the same, but for different awards. You know what I mean? Jaime Pinedo was fantastic for LA. He only played eight games. Jermaine Jones is fantastic for New England. He's played about the same amount. Uh, are you sure about that? Not really. 
he's only he's only been playing since since after the World Cup, and the World Cup was what twelve weeks ago. Yeah. So it can't it can't be that many games that he's played for him. I don't. He won't win it. I think for the same reason Kyle Beckerman would never win it, and it's because you don't give it to a defensive midfielder. It just it that never happens. I think a case could be made for Jermaine Jones if he played the whole season. Yeah, but you can make the same case for Kyle Beckerman in in 2010. Yeah, you're right. But just the difference that he made to that team, it was very huge. Hold on, I'm looking at Jermaine Jones for games played. Okay. Uh, 10 in the regular season, plus assuming if... I mean, it'll be 15-16 by the time they make MLS Cup. Yeah, but voting happened before the end of the season, so it was probably 8 by... by the time voting had to be in. Oh, okay. Okay, it was just a long shot. It was just a fun thing to talk about. Yeah. All right, cool. let's move on to the next question. Next question is from Maxie Rodriguez. Hey, Maxie. We uh, want you back on the podcast. But yeah, uh, I, I heard you we... on uh, Dummy, the Howler radio podcast, and you talked about mascots there, and we're very disappointed that we lost any exclusivity. And I also hope that your team loses 10-0 on aggregate to Seattle. But uh, anyways, because I'm bitter like that. Um, Maxi says, do you see this offseason as a major transitioning point for RSL in terms of staffing and club targets? Also, is this good or bad? I hope not. And if if it stays the same, then it's good. As far as staff and club targets, no. But I might, I, I mentioned it before, I think it might be a transition year. As far as, like, starting 11? Yeah. Yeah, you can have a transition without the staff and players change. That makes, that's true, yeah. Without the squad changing. That's true. So, yeah, I guess I, I agree with Trevor, actually. What Which the? brings me no small amount of sadness. Brings me I, no I also small amount of joy. I also agree with Trevor. Mm. Yes! Nailed it. Got okay. that question. Next question from Richard Farley again. Hey, Richard. Does does Kassar's use of Luis Gill give you any doubts about his suitability as Javier Morales' long term replacement? No. Yes. Oh. Whoa. whoa. All right, you go first. What? You go first. Um, I think he has just not played Gill there because Javi's been really, really good. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And that doesn't mean Gil can't be, but right now Gil's not needed there. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, but at the same time, I think, uh, I don't know, it was interesting hearing Garth Lagerwey talk about that on uh, ESPN 700, I think, yesterday. Uh, how Luis Gil's season was a disappointment to him and to Luis Gil and to the staff. Uh, it was a frustrating year, I think was the term he used. Part of that can be blamed on the staff, though. Yeah, and, and there are a lot of things. Uh, he said that Gil struggled through some nagging injuries, uh, and they had to shut him down at one point, which I, I couldn't remember if I knew or not, but... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so, so and that he tried to work through them, but just couldn't. Um, and so they shut him down a little bit, and then he, he came back and then had lost his spot to Luke Mahal at that point. And he had to deal with the, with the lack of confidence then, and... Which which makes sense, uh, but it, I don't know. That sort of like mentality does provide, I think, some room for doubt. But also, 
you know, an understanding that he's a young player and a young person. Did you guys talk about Luke Mullen at all when you talked about LA? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we we touched on it. Okay. Cause he sucked. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's pr- that, that was pretty much our assessment. Um. So yeah, it doesn't. I don't have any doubts. I think he's the ideal long term replacement for Hobby. Yeah. I. I think I think you'll see him that in that role a lot more next season. I agree. I. And that's why I don't really have any doubts about it. I mean, he's played that role for the national team. Um, I mean, the youth national teams, obviously. Um, I think it's pretty crystal clear that everybody feels like that's his best role. And he's only playing in the position he's playing in because he's behind a much better player than him at that role right now. Yeah, it's but I, I feel like once he actually gets a hold of that role and can play in that role consistently... Um, at the club level, I, I don't want to say the sky's the limit, but I think he's definitely going to improve as a player for Real Salt Lake. And what's funny is I had a like weird vibe that Javi might retire after this season, but there is no way he's retiring after losing 5-0 in his last match. Yeah. He is not, that is not the way Javi's going out. Unless there's like some sort of crazy extenuating circumstance that nobody knows about, but... Okay, next like question. Like becoming the general manager of Real Salt Lake. <laughs> yeah. Next question is another one from Aaron Riley. How are... How are oh, wait, that's not it. I skipped. Um, what was your favorite moment of the 2014 MLS season? Part A, RSL-related. Part B, MLS-related. Uh, I wasn't really prepared for MLS-related, but I am prepared to answer the RSL-related moment. You answer first, because I'm not prepared. Well, it's the same. It's the same moment I talked about um, for the moment of the year. And oh, is it, is it LA? Is it, please say it's LA. What the opening match? Yes. Yeah, yeah. When we That's went down. To, <laughs> oh no, that was my favorite. Cause um, set the stage. I mean, we were at the game, and it was there's probably like the 70th minute. The LA fans near us um, started chanting, "You suck, go home." It was after Mulholland's goal got waved off. That's what it was, yeah. Because we were celebrating, like, like bodies coming over your, your head. Like, just insanity. And they started chanting, you suck, go home. And then, at the end of the game, they got that garbage penalty. Yep. And then, Ramondo stopped it, and so we all immediately just started chanting, you suck, go home, right back they at them. They started leaving. It was the greatest fucking thing ever. Oh, it was so good. So oh. good. So yeah, for me, so that that was my best moment, and that, yeah, my best moment of the year for RSL, MLS related. I'm gonna need a minute. Was it uh, was it Chicago we beat two three? Oh yeah, like when we, we came back and won. That's a solid one. Yeah, late on. Yeah, that's right. That was when Mansali came on and made the difference. Oh shut up. That's exactly what happened. I'll have to go back to the tape on that one. Go ahead, go back to the tape, and then watch that 70th minute sub for Mansali, and then we scored three goals after that. So, I'm actually going to change my mind and not do LA. I'm going to say Sabo's return goal. Oh, that was really good. Yeah, that's up there. MLS related? Uh, Oh, uh, how about Kansas City sucking a big one and getting knocked out of the playoffs in the first (laughs) round? And just sucking in general, basically, since the World Cup. That was pretty good. That's mine. Oh, you know what my my favorite MLS moment was this year? 
when they made uh, Mike McGee's Day Off. Oh, yeah, that's a good that one. That was pretty good. That was the best thing. I feel like there's I a huge for... one that we're missing. Oh, Brad Davis getting named to the World Cup? That was my number two, actually. <laughs> oh. like, I mean, as lame and stupid and shitty as it is, Landon breaking those records was pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Oh, how about Ramondo in, in, shutout? No, in, in, in two oh, years, Ramondo, that would be really Yeah, cool. MLS related Ramondo shutout. That's a good one. Yeah. That, I, that, that was the most excited and nervous I, w- I was in a match for a long time, I think. That that final two minutes when like shots just started raining in. And everyone's chanting his name when we do- he doesn't have the record yet. Yeah. Oh, oh, MLS related. Oh, here's a good one. And it's also RSL related, so I'm cheating. Um, Joe Nasco having a mental breakdown in goal for the Colorado Rapids against yeah, that, us. That was really good. I feel like these are all RSL related. Yeah, that's because we're the greatest team in MLS. Uh, yeah. Just not. I mean, not when it counts in penalties. Not or really not up playoffs, for debate. I mean. Greatest moment, golly! I'm stuck on the MLS one. Jermaine, J- oh, mixed discrude uh, controversy. Mixed discrude telling off Grant Wall was pretty good. That was yeah, that was pretty good. Jermaine Jones awkward press. Oh, MLS related. Oh, here's the winner. The envelopes because because that was the most MLS thing of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we, we have two teams that want a player. We're gonna randomly pick. The teams out of envelopes. Yeah, we've got envelopes again for the uh, dispersal and, draft. So, and they didn't even—they didn't do it publicly. <laughs> they just picked them and then told us. They're like, "Oh, New England won, guys." <laughs> um, d- d- just, just trust us. Do you yeah. think they were like white envelopes, like letter size, or? I think they, they like, both said New England inside of them. Is what I think. <laughs> Yeah. All right. One's um, so one's New England and the other had a picture of Tom Brady. That's what I think. One of the two envelopes. <laughs> so honorable mention, kind of cheesy, but I feel like it, it would maybe be remiss if we didn't mention it. Don Garver beating cancer. Uh, oh, yeah, pretty yeah. big. I'm that just grown. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> no, like so. I said, like it, it's it's a little bit cheesy, but I think that was cool. Not yeah. right moment of the year, but that was good. Should be mentioned. I, I don't know. I'm still stuck. I, oh. I don't want to say something for fear that I'm going to think of something on the drive home and be like, oh, god damn it, why didn't they... There, there's a French term for that. Uh, What's the French term for that? Menage trois? Nope. <laughs> that's not it. No, no, that's not it. I know that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was I'm not guessing that from personal experience. <laughs> um, how about... Right, uh, but- Fair. <laughs> other good MLS moments. Uh, Esprit Gallier. Was there a moment when Jair Benitez or Donovan Ricketts completely embarrassed themselves? Oh, you know what? I'm gonna. Oh, this is gonna. So, from a broadcast perspective, the greatest thing this season was when Seattle came back and tied Portland in Portland. And that NBC sports announcer said, what you're seeing is the Timbers Army and what you're hearing are the Emerald City supporters. That was a good one. Because it was like, it was just a burn on national television. Yeah, that was a good one. 
Ah, solid. Greatest RSL TV moment, probably Dunny cutting his hair to look like a normal person from the year 2014. Yeah. And not a normal person from the year 2001. Yeah, Sabo Nato was last year, so. Yeah. Oh, was. What was it? He had one this year, though, that was amazing. Oh, the, the Rob Ford one. Oh, yeah. Finished it off like Rob Ford at a buffet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Okay, so next question. Also yeah. from Aaron Riley. Um, Aaron asked some really good questions. How are your, how are your, and this one's going to be a bummer. How are your fans handling the big loss? We suffered this three, four years running, including against RSL. It's tough and it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, not sorry, Aaron. Uh, I think everyone's handled it pretty well on Twitter. Uh, Yeah. I think think they handled it by not going on Twitter. Is probably what it was. (laughs) Twitter after that game was probably the most fun I've had on Twitter in a long time. It was it was fun because like people were just so caught off guard by it that it was like funny. Like Twitter was hilarious. Oh yeah, no, it was it was snarky for a while. I think that kind of helped our recovery. Yeah, just like everybody. I don't know if everybody was laughing at us, but I know we were kind of laughing at us. Yeah, Yeah, it was it was was bad. What else can you do after that? I mean... Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, you, you can... You can sit and mope, but who wants to do that? No, it was... Oh, moping's kind of fun. Everyone was, on the Real Salt Lake subreddit? Oh. Uh, it was a performance that was worthy of derision. Yep. That was, ooh, that was nicely done, Trevor. Thank you. You look so proud. I've been trying to get that worked in for like the last three weeks. Derision, or...? Worthy of derision. Oh. Oliver, so, Oliver K... From the London Times, when yeah. Balotelli switched shirts at halftime, oh. tweeted that Balotelli swapping shirts was worthy of derision, which is the dumbest thing I think I've ever seen a journalist tweet. Richard Farley had another question, and I the think dumbest thing. Uh, let's Sorry, have, go let's ahead. hear the question. Question. Oh, uh, Charles has one after this too. Uh, Richard Farley's was, "What does Chris Schuler have to do to get a national team call up?" And the answer for me is just stop getting hurt at really, really horrible times. Yeah. It's. I think if it wasn't for bad timing, he'd have four or five caps already. At like at least. I think he obviously gets called in in January. I think uh, that's there's 100%. no doubt this time. I think. Barring injury. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he'll like trip if he over doesn't his PlayStation and break his arm. He doesn't drop like a coffee maker on his toe or something. What <laughs> <laughs> like a Keurig or? I don't know. Did you see that video I posted earlier, that Keurig, by the way? No. That Kim Kardashian one? It's really good. You need to go watch it later. Is that the okay. one where you said you were not ashamed at how much you laughed at that? Yes. I saved that for later. I will watch it. Okay. Final question. Okay. Because uh, this doesn't even make sense. Um, Charles Barnard, hey, good friend of the show, says... Please tell me you disagree with some people who think that making CCL would be a bad thing. Yes. Yes, I do. That is just dumb. That's some people. No, one person said who, that it would be a bad thing. Who said that? What? Who said it? One guess. Uh, one guess. Was it Denz? Yeah. <laughs> he went on a, on a little bit of a rant on Twitter about how it would be a bad thing because it would be a distraction, I think was his main point. Which is just, I mean... It wouldn't be. Like, if yeah, we a, can't handle be. full competitions, then 
then you highlight uh, big problems with your squad. Right? Yeah. The, it, he was saying that we should focus on MLS Cup and US Open Cup next year. Oh, yeah. And well, adding the CCL would just be a distraction. We should is, focus on winnable trophies. That's what I remember this bullshit. I read this. Yeah. Well, I mean, mm. from the bottom up, it's a terrible argument. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's it's not like, say, Europa League. Or what do they call it now? What, in Europe? Is it Europa, Europa League? Yeah. Uh, I, I got it confused with UEFA Cup for a second, but... UEFA Cup was a much better name, but anyways. Yeah. It didn't sound so uh, 1984-ish. Sounds so amateurish, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but like a tournament like that can be a distraction. And that can have a negative impact. But CONCACAF Champions League is is like the highest aspiration we can have. Yeah, yeah, and you get allocation money. I mean, you... There's no reason to not want to be in CCL. Yeah. Like, qualifying for CCL would... And people are going to get mad when I say this. I will. Uh, qualifying for CCL would make up for the loss to LA. Oh, yeah. Because I, we said... I don't know if it would make up for it. It would help me forget it. We said at the beginning of the year that making the playoffs would be good, right? That was that was my expectation. Make the playoffs. If we do do good, awesome. If not, hey, we made the playoffs with a brand new head coach. Can't complain. Yeah. If we get a CCL spot, that's a really, really good season. Even if we don't get it because of what we did. But we do. Actually, we would be getting it because of what we did. But we still finish, what, fourth in the league? Third in the league? I think. I third. think we were fourth. Was it third? Single fourth. table? No, fourth. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we were... No, we had to be fourth, because if... Uh, DC DC was ahead of us. DC was ahead of us. That's who I'm thinking of, yeah. Supporter shield standings. Let's see. Yep, fourth. DC finished three points ahead of us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we were only... We were only five points out of fir- a second. It's not a bad season. Yeah. The loss to LA really sucked a lot, but... Oh, well. Yeah. Holy cow, Chivas didn't... They were like four places off the bottom. Wow. I know, they were good. Yeah, right? They didn't have a bad season. And now they're out of business. Here's your reward. You don't exist anymore. They had a bad season, but not nearly as bad as people would like to make it out to be. They had a good season by Chivas standards. Yeah. Yeah. They just had the worst attendance ever. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't... There's no way making CCL is a bad thing, man. At all. Tommy McNamara. That's the player that we should be shooting for to pick up in the dispersal draft. Oh, Is dude, it... I, I agree a thousand percent. Sorry, your I just... hair brother. What? Your hair brother? Not really anymore. Okay. <laughs> if we get McNamara, um, losing a Sturzer or a Grossman or somebody like that hurts a whole lot less. Oh yeah, agreed. Yeah, I'm not saying he's better right now, but he's he's a good midfielder. He's a really good midfielder. He yeah. well pre-injury. He was. I mean, he was rookie of the year type midfielder before his injury. Yeah, he was playing very well. Granted, he only played, like, what, four or five games before his injury? Yeah. But he was killing it. I think he had, like, two or three goals. I would love to get back to Yeah. Okay, any other questions, Jason? Um, let's see. Let me double check to make sure I, people get all upset if I miss them. Um, it doesn't look like it. I feel like some people didn't send any questions that normally do. Yeah, nobody, the normal guys didn't send any. Oh, well, we person. got, we, I think that's okay. We got Charles, so. 
We got Charles in, but we also got Richard Farley and Maxie and Aaron, who don't normally contribute, and they did this time. Yeah. Fantastically, I might add, so feel free to contribute in the future. And if you don't, we're never going to read or listen to your work again. No, we probably will, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, I know. It's oh. an empty threat, but it's still a threat. Whose work are we talking about? Everyone is sending questions. Oh, I don't pay attention to them anyways. <laughs> we know. I only read RSL Soapbox. That's the only... I actually read RSL Soapbox for the comments. Oh, dude, the comments have been on fire since the... Like, you've been getting so many comments the last couple articles. That's because people actually want to talk about things, so... Yeah. I can't blame them. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Are we done? Are we done? done. We're done. This is a long show. Good episode, guys. I'll edit this down, uh, and all you fine listeners can listen to it. Now, I'm saying this at the end, which means you've probably already listened to it all, which makes this a weird thing to say, but... uh, What are we going to do for music? Ooh. Gotta do something sad. Yeah. Uh, I've got... I've got just the thing. Uh, you'll we'll, just have to wait and hear it. Don't you is worry it, about is it, it, Jason. The Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel? Because that would be really perfect. Nope. Yes, it will be in there. <laughs> I don't I don't know why Trevor's so opposed I'm to Simon and Garfunkel. I'm going to put my but... foot down on Simon and Garfunkel. Will it be Vancouver? <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. That'll be Simon and Garfunkel and then a bunch of disco. Because I think once that's the, Trevor's favorite. Once this show makes it big, which at the current rate, will be sometime, like, next month. Um, we need to do a show in, like, a bar, and we need to fly that lady in to sing that song in person. <laughs> yeah, live show. <laughs> yeah, uh, while we're speaking of pipe dreams, uh, Garth Lagerwey is going to sign for, like, 50 years, so. Oh, dude, we should have, we should talk to the team and fly her in and do the national anthem. <laughs> that would be good. Okay. All right, Jason. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, listen for us next week, and probably you know maybe middle of the week, depending on if we have some big news drop. And I suspect well, we the news not, will start rolling in. We will not be going away in the off season. That's true. Maybe. Well, maybe we will, but we we might be becoming more sporadic. Not, not as regular. Well, we can just do the show without you. Me and Matt can just Skype call each other. That's yeah, that's true. And Trevor will get you some prunes so you can get that regularity back. I, I was thinking that Matt and I would do it together. Or maybe Jason and I will do it together. Sounds that ain't Matt. happening. Oh, wait. No, we can't do that because none of us have the technology. It's not hard. We can rebuild him. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks for Hash, joining us. Hashtag well, believe. Wait, what about Ned or Cole? Oh. I, I'll be honest. I almost picked Ned or Cole as a throwaway best RSL moment. Like joke. That would. It was pretty good. The the creation of Netter Cole on this podcast was. That's not a joke, buddy. Historic. I I would say it was an historic moment. <laughs> uh, on that note, that's uh that's the end of the podcast. So. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hashtag believe. You used to take me off. Oh. 